0: It's time for the Faith Connection Show with your host, Dr. David Miller, equipping people to connect with their purpose. In the next half hour, you will be inspired with words of encouragement, and you'll be motivated by experts in the respective field who have been where you're trying to go on the Faith Connection Show. But first, here's an inspirational word.
1: This is Buwana Miller Cannon with your word of the day. We've all heard the expressions, when it rains, it pours, and April showers bring May flowers. Each of these expressions are significant because after every storm, the sun will shine brightly, revitalizing everything around us. We've all experienced heartaches and grief, feeling as though we're carrying the weight of the world on our shoulders, not knowing how much more we can bear. Allow me to encourage you today, don't give up. Trees lose their leaves every year, but they stand tall and strong because they know a brand new season is coming. I encourage you to stand strong because God is sending a new season your way. Understand this. If God showed you the obstacles that you would have to overcome in order to walk into your season, you would have quit by now. He's building your faith. Trust him because better days are coming.
2: You feel all alone, but hold home-
0: Thank you for listening to the Faith Connection Show. And here's Dr. Miller with his special guest.
3: on the show with us today several individuals who we're going to have an open discussion about some of the issues we're having with youth and the community and the crime rate in our society and we want to talk a little bit about that today on the Faith Connection Show. We have back with us on the show today in a part two, so to speak, with Calvin Brock. Calvin was on the show a week ago and we really talked about a lot of the things that Calvin came through but what we want to talk about today is the fact that Calvin is a part of the Charlotte Boxing Academy, and the Charlotte Boxing Academy is a program designed to help kids get off the street and find a positive focus in their lives. So, Kevin, we're glad to have you back on again this week.
4: Thank you very much. Glad to be here.
3: And we also have on the show with us today Pastor Cannon, who is a pastor of the Temple of Bethesda in Huntersville, and he's going to bring us a fresh perspective from the idea that the church has to have a little bit more involvement In our youth, and also we have Pastor Melvin Leroy Tate, who is the pastor of Mount Calvary AME Zion Church in Monroe, North Carolina. Reverend Tate, Reverend Cannon, we're glad to have you on the show. Good to be here. Good to be here. All right, let's begin. Let's talk about. You know, there's over 250,000 youth that were locked up last year for criminal activity. And when you're locking up that many kids across the nation, there's got to be something wrong somewhere. And what we're looking to do today is talk a little bit about how it is that organizations like Calvin Belongs to Charlotte Boxing Academy and other organizations who end up catching these kids in the second stage of life. And most of these kids start in the church one way or the other. So what we want to do is we want to talk about how can the church and organizations like this, Uh, find that seam so they can make these kids' lives a little less vulnerable and more seamless in the sense that we find activities that will walk them into the next phase of life. Pastor Cameron, we're going to start with you. How you feel about the church and the church's activities and how the church could do more to help with this problem.
5: Thank you very much, Dr. Miller. I think that there's, there's a serious problem that we have with the youth as it relates to them being involved in church Uh, I commend what my brother here is doing as it relates to mentoring kids and uh, youth and keeping them in going in a positive direction but when it comes to the church I think one of the problems that we have or one of the questions that we should ask is before we talk about reconnecting the kids we need to ask the question why is there such a disconnect in the church and this is only my thought my perspective But I really believe, especially with our young people today, is that our young people have become disenchanted with church. I think that they have had an opportunity to look over in the church and some of the things that they have seen in the church has really kind of turned their attention elsewhere. And I think the church needs to do some homework to to regain our young people back in the church.
3: Okay, now, what is your perspective on that, Pastor
6: Tate?
5: Well, I'm a boomer, and uh, this
6: generation... There are parents who have not been churched, and now we have the children of parents who've not been churched, so you enter into second-generation unchurched uh, persons in the African-American or black community. The church has also postured itself to be adversarial when it comes to unchurched people. Mm -hmm. It's an us and them, and really we should be more compassionate, more sensitive, and realize that sometimes the attitudes that people have toward the church, the church has helped them to uh, advance those attitudes by really living out and becoming self-fulfilling prophecies of being anti-engaging people in community. We're so busy being inside the walls that mm-hmm. we're afraid to come outside the wall and confront people where they are. And you have to get into the homes. You have to find out what's going on in the communities. You have to show yourself uh, loving and caring. And also you have to be there where the hurt is. Mm -hmm. Uh, And oftentimes the church is in denial about anything that's not advancing the cause of the kingdom inside the four walls
3: there were a couple of things that both of you hit on and i wanted to touch on those just before i go to calvin one of those ones is that disconnect i don't i mean where do you think the disconnect is coming from do you think they've lost interest in the church or do you think they feel that the church has no relevancy
5: i think it's really a two-fold thing and i think that there's been a loss of interest um, as dr tate has said because the major gap with the with the generations that are not church now and i think that the church needs to go beyond the four walls and do some out ministry outward ministries and deal with the seriousness of the problems that we have today as it relates to our young youth it is staggering to hear the number of youth that are incarcerated and we look and the church needs to really step forward and do more than what we're doing to change that number. Now, Calvin, you know, the kids that
3: you end up with, do you feel that, cause you talked a little bit about this, how your life, when it was in shambles on the show last week, you talked about when you really got to that point where you just didn't know where to go, you knew you needed to go back to the church and find your roots, your spiritual roots. I guess my real question is, these kids that you take in, are these kids dealing with more complex problems? Kids, say, a decade ago were dealing with? is that? What do you find with the kids that you take in?
4: The kids that we take in at the Charlotte Boston Academy typically are kids that are not performing on grade level in school, mm-hmm. uh, have been in some trouble with the law, um, having some trouble with their parents, their parents bringing them as an extra disciplinary outlet maybe help them be a better child, Mm -hmm. listen to their parents. And we come in as a positive role model, working class people, individuals that's pretty much taking on a role as a father figure to these kids by working with them day in and day out and traveling with them and getting them exposed and to, you know, influence a positive human being, principles in their life and change their course to where they will finish high school and go off to college through making it through boxing or the military it's a good thing we're talking about this because thus far we've been concentrating on building the physical person and the mental person but not the spiritual person so you know partnership with churches and churches need to get more into like outside the walls
3: reverend tate what are some of the things that you think churches could do in the communities that would really increase the visibility of the church in
6: the lives of these kids? I think what we could start, at extra place to start with persons like uh, Brock. He already has the organization. Mm-hmm. He already has an inroad to families and kids with problems, kids who need mentors. And what the church could do, and especially the male population of the church, could sponsor a child or adopt a mm-hmm. child. And the only way you can transform bad behavior is show that you care and be understanding and help people walk through where they're hurting. Kids have many more problems than we have. We didn't have, when I was a child, I didn't have, it It wasn't an option whether or not I was going to church, I was made to go to church. That's right. That wasn't (laughs) an option. If you didn't go to church, you couldn't do anything else. But in these days, Sometimes children are telling parents what to do mm. and what they're not going to do. Mm. To reinforce what's happening, the good role models, I think Brockwood, to me, it's an excellent opportunity for us to partner, and you don't have to reinvent the wheel. We already have something that's working, and churches are going to have to be more vigilant about being helpful rather than hindering and encumbering opportunities for children to have to live a better quality of life. A lot of people are saying, hey, we need more programs.
3: But I don't know if we need more programs as much as we need more cooperation between the programs and the faith-based community that we already have. Like, for instance, I think a great partnership with an existing institution By a church would uh, produce thousands more opportunities for us to reach these kids because first of all take for instance the organization that you're with kevin that organization if you had a some church organizations working with you because i know you guys have to have funding and all that kind of good stuff to make this work i think just putting a little mission money into programs like yours without creating a
4: new program would give opportunity for your program to have a greater impact. Could you imagine churches partnering with the Charlotte Boston Academy as a program for you that is an entity a part of their church as a partnership and kids seeing just a few visits from the minister or for some of the people show up at the gym and then having a church crowd show up at their boxing match.
3: You're not going
4: to just win over that kid. You win over the kid, you can win the parent over. Right. So then you're going to have the parent and the kid coming to that church. And that's an excellent way to show love and support and grow your own ministry by outreach. You
3: know, that's a great idea because, you know, I think that's important because Kids need to see their church involved in their lives because what they're involved in out here in the in the streets definitely is far far from what the church
4: believes in and what the church is trying to do. And not only that, not only that, man, I'm gonna tell you one of the hurt, most hurtful things that happen to children is when they train in that in our boxing gym and go to the boxing match and look at an audience and their own
5: parents not there. My goodness. Talk a little bit about that. Dr. Miller, the last couple of years, I had an opportunity to work with one of the local high schools. And one of the most disturbing things that I saw was when kids looked out into the audience at a performance and their parents weren't there. And uh, them come to me and say things like, I'm glad you're here. And uh, saying to me that I look at you as my dad and I appreciate you for being here. Uh, parents need to understand it is vitally important that we are involved in our young people's lives. Uh, we, If we're too busy to be involved in their lives, then we're just too busy. We need to make sacrifices to be involved in their lives because if not, then they do fall victim to the streets.
3: Reverend, Tank, you talked a little bit about this one time we, we had you on the show before. You talked about the fact that there is a missing component in the faith-based community now. Would you elaborate just a little bit? Because I think that missing piece is c- concluding that church and family are
6: synonymous of one another. Uh, you send your children into someone else's care so they can have free time to go to the mall or get the hair done. Or, That's absolutely It's right. babysitting. That's absolutely right. It's not really the emphasis on the child, it's the emphasis on them freeing up their time to do what they want to do. Parenting is a 24-7 mission. You can't give your children away to other people. So what I would suggest, and the other thing I'd like to say, that churches have a lot of space that they aren't using. That's right. And a program like this in our communities, if we just open the doors and allow the space to be available for persons who care about, as my brother here cares about, kids it would make a difference because everybody can't talk to kids if you don't have a genuine heart for kids kids can tell it (laughs) it registers right quick that you're trying to manipulate them for your own self-interest that's not going to work it has to be a genuine from the heart a caring person who is willing to go not just today but to go all the way and help them to see themselves being The individuals that they can be, the potential within them.
3: We're going to take a quick break here and we'll be right back.
4: Praise listeners, this is Brian Moore, one of your hosts of the Be More Faithful radio show.
1: And I'm Sarah Moore. Please come join us every Sunday on Praise 100.9 at 10 p.m. The Be More Faithful radio show is a half
4: hour of inspiration, information and entertainment. The Be More Faithful radio show is brought to you by our company, Be More Faithful Marketing. If you want to know more about Be More Faithful marketing, go to www. www.bmfradioshow com.
1: The Be More Faithful Radio Show's content covers a topic of discussion, the song of inspiration, a sermonette and our artist showcase, which you can listen to on a podcast on our website on bmfradioshow.com.
4: Praise listeners, put us on your schedule and join us every Sunday night at 10 p.m. for the Be More Faithful Radio Show. And also, if you're interested in the services of Be More Faithful Marketing, give us a call at 704-497-4678 or email us at info at bmfradioshow.com.
7: The world premiere of the brand new single, I Can Love You Through Anything, by musician, singer, songwriter, and producer, Ken Hardio. I can love you. Featuring Charlotte, North Carolina's very own musician, singer, songwriter, music educator, and producer, Quentin Bethea. This song has a message of hope and healing for people of all ages across the globe. Get your copy now. Available on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, and Google Play.
0: Thank you for listening to the Faith Connection Show. And here's Dr. Miller with his special guest.
3: You know, and that's the interesting piece is, is that the scripture that we uh, often quote in the churches, and when I was in prison, you visited me not. And, and I think it's the time to get them is before they get there right. and to head them off. But after they get there, I think there should be a ministry within every church that sort of partners with ministries like Calvin is a part of and try to find a way to, to mentor these kids after they get into the system as well as before they get into the system because if we don't try to find them in the system they will forever be lost in the system because once they get a record they then start to spend their time with other people who have records because they're no longer accepted in the crowd that people that don't have records and feel like associating with them is not the right thing to do mistakes is so much a part of life and everybody makes mistakes and we have to sort of teach these young people and I think that's what you guys are doing Calvin teaching them how not to make mistakes but if they do make them there's a way out
4: we try to catch them and lead them into that college avenue or military avenue so that they can come out and be civilized working class individuals but At the same time, it's important for us to also build the spirit man part of them, too, and save their souls while we're there. And that partnership has to be made, and I'm glad that we're able to talk about this today because it has given me an added vision to the agenda that I already have to now start partnering with churches somehow. Okay, and I think that's an important
3: part of, of every ministry is partnership because, you know, If we partnered, the strength that we would have in the communities would be unbelievable. Unbelievable. If we could just partner one with the other, you know, and not worry about who's gonna get the credit. I want to take just a half second to mention the fact that what you guys are doing is fantastic for the community. And I think Pastor Cannon, you all have an outreach. think in
5: november right that is correct we do have an outreach that is uh taking place november the 16th from 11 o'clock at the deer hill apartments where we're going and we're reaching uh sharing with that community and uh we're looking forward to that Okay, and you know,
3: when we talk again, I hope that you guys will tell me that y'all are partnering with Calvin and y'all have some kind of ministry going on in these communities that are bringing some of these kids right off the street. All right, thanks again. Appreciate all three of you being on the show and we look forward to the part two because we're going to come up with a part two for this because I think there's much more discussion that needs to be done with this. Thank
4: you for having me. Thank you very much.
0: Thank you for listening to the Faith Connection Show with your host, Dr. David Miller, equipping people to connect with their purpose. Here's an inspirational word from Dr. David Miller.
3: Even when you feel like giving up on people, remember people, even more than things, have to be restored, renewed, revived, and reclaimed, and sometimes redeemed. Never throw anyone away. Everyone has value.
0: To the faith connection show with dr david miller making a connection for you and equipping people to connect with their purpose don't forget to log on to the connect center nc.com. that's connect center nc.com. if you'd like to reach dr david miller email the connect center three at gmail.com that's the connect center three at gmail.com and remember never lose the connection to your purpose It's time for the Faith Connection Show with your host, Dr. David Miller, equipping people to connect with their purpose. In the next half hour, you will be inspired with words of encouragement and you'll be motivated by experts in the respective field who have been where you're trying to go on the Faith Connection Show. But first, here's an inspirational word.
1: This is Buwana Miller Cannon with your word of the day. It's your destiny. Are you walking in it? The world as we know it today is all about clicks and popularity. We tend to accept the mindset of the masses and lose our individuality in the process. I tell my son all the time, just be you. Everyone else is taken. There's so much to life. You can't afford to live another day restrained or limited from the greatness he has created for you. I encourage you to step out on faith, but you must also step out of the crowd. Eagles fly alone, maybe that's why they don't fret storms.
2: Change me who oh God. Make me more Change me, oh God, wash me through and through, create me a clean of you.
0: Thank you for listening to the Faith Connection Show. And here's Dr. Miller with his special guest.
3: We have on the show with us today Dr. Edward Cragen, who is an MD at the Mayo Clinic. And Dr. Cragen is an oncologist there, but he's more than just an oncologist because he has such a great message both spiritual and probably from many perspectives that he deals with his patients and i wanted to have him on the show today because i think this is something that is dear to my heart because of my 40 plus years in the ministry And I've always felt that healing and ministry walk hand in hand in this world because the spirit person and the physical person are synonymous with one another, and I just think it's important. Well, Dr. Cragen, and I'm going to call him Dr. Ed because that's what all of his patients call him. Uh, Dr. Ed, we're (laughs) glad to have you on the show today.
8: Uh, Dr. Miller, this is a gift. This is a privilege you and your team... Are, are allowing for me uh, to touch our listeners. And I've read your background. I've read that the work that you do. And we're all searching. We're all trying to make this planet a little bit better, especially during time of chaos and tragedy and uncertainty.
3: And that's an absolute, uh, Dr. And I, I think that everybody has a responsibility. There's a great scripture that says... That Christ knew us when we were in our mother's womb, and I think He purposed it. It says, and He purposed us. And I think that all of us have a purpose. This is a journey, and I yes. think that um, we have to be mindful that this journey was not given to us just to for a vacation journey, but it was given to us in order to impart into this yes. world. Now, Doctor, tell us a little bit about yourself, my listeners. I would, lo- I'm sure, they're anxious to hear about you and, and this journey you on.
8: well well thank you dr miller. And, and for our listeners out there i um, grew up on the east coast in a bizarre environment my father was a jockey's agent and a bookmaker and a handicapper <laughs> so his job was to convince a trainer to let his jockey ride that horse and i learned more lessons at racetracks dr miller Uh Uh, One of them was, uh, never bet on anything that eats, (laughs) (laughs) and he also said, be nice to everybody because the guys you meet on the way up, (laughs) you're going to meet on the way down, and they ain't going to forget. Now, from an educational standpoint, my education on end of life began when I was about 10 years of age in a rooming house in Newark, New Jersey outside of new york city and we lived there because the family fortunes uh, were were perilous and there was a gentleman who was dying from cancer of the rectum and my job was to change the appliance that collected the wastes from his intestine
2: Mm.
3: and
8: whether this was grace divine intervention i don't know but I knew that my life's work would be focused on patients at the end of their lives. And it's a gift uh, that I've cherished. I uh, went to LaSalle College in Philadelphia, New York Medical College, at the University of Michigan, and our family and I have been blessed to be at Mayo Clinic for uh, 41 seasons, 41 winters.
3: My goodness. And you're out in Minnesota, right?
8: Yes, Rochester, Minnesota, home mm-hmm. of the Vikings. Right. And if they if they don't win the Super Bowl this year, there will be a mass suicide watch. Because <laughs> <laughs> <Well,
3: laughs> I know um, I know now why you why you uh, recognize your stay there uh, by winners because you guys have some harsh winners out there.
8: Yeah, yeah, you know, absolutely. Yeah, Rochester, Minnesota, home of Mayo Clinic, is about. Um, 100 miles south of Minneapolis and been blessed to have been acknowledged as the top hospital in the country uh, for a number of consecutive years and that acknowledgement comes from the boots on the ground. These are the people dealing with difficult challenges day after day trying to give it their best shot under very difficult circumstances.
3: Well, you know, caregiving is difficult, and of course, you have to have a passion for it. Uh, Yes. You really do. Now, Dr. Ed, we're going to discuss a couple of things here today, because this interview may end up doing it in two parts on the show, but... Sure. Basically, I was impressed with the fact that you wrote two books. One book is called Farewell, and the other book is How Not. To be my patient now yes. we want i want to begin by talking about uh the farewell because uh you spend a lot of time in cause you are in cancer research and yes you spend a lot of time with people at the end of their journey and you yes made, you made a statement off air to me about the regrets that people who are transitioning have yes and, and could you make that could you share that with our audience
8: I I think the human condition is to be as successful as we can because we all have some talents. And a recurrent theme at the bedside was a sense of regret. I could have been playing on the big stage. I could have had a 90 mile an hour fastball. I could have drained the three from downtown to use a basketball analogy, but they never achieved those goals. And there was that ache in their heart. There was that hole in the soul that was very difficult to fill as they recognized that that time was running out. Never Dr. Miller did I hear about the size of my portfolio, my 403B, how many cars I had. But it was that sense that there was business that was not completed. And that was really eroding the soul of some of these patients
3: my gracious and you know when you think about that you think about that we're on a journey and when you don't complete your purpose in life there are many regrets I went to the bedside of one of my uh, friends and he was um, he was passing away and of course he was very uh, sick and the one thing he said to me, and, and that's what purposed me to actually say that, is he said to me that, Dave, only thing I regret is that I could have done more with my life.
8: Yes, and
3: yes. And those words have stuck with me, and he knew in his heart that he had done what he could do, but he could have done more. Yeah.
8: And uh, I, I, There's a poet, Ralph Greenleaf Whittier, and he had a phrase that I've shared with the audience. He said the saddest words of tongue or pen I will never know how good I could have been.
3: My, 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 my. That is a powerful statement.
8: Yeah. And Rocky, the great Rocky Balboa said all I want to be is a contender. <laughs> I I want to go the distance.
3: And he did and that, huh?
8: He did that with his with his manager Nicky uh, and Adrian and his brother-in-law, Paulie. You know, the American success story.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the Well, let me ask you this question, Dr. Ed. You know, what happens when family can't agree on the
8: end-of-life care for a dying family member? I, I think many patients have a sense that there is an afterlife There is a presence, there is an environment that they will be going to. And I think for people of a faith system, that gives a tremendous sense of peace. Knowing that the journey is not over, it is simply taking a detour. And virtually every one of these patients has reached out to that higher power, however we may be defining it, to give them consolation during that final, final journey.
3: Dr. Ed, we've run out of time and we're going to have to move on, but we want to have you back again on the show to discuss that second book. We're going to hear from Donald Lawrence and Leandra Johnson. This is my exodus.
9: He leads me beside still waters. He restoreth my soul. When you become a believer your spirit is made right. And sometimes the soul doesn't get the notice. It has a hole in it due to things that's happened in the past. Hurt, abuse, molestation. But we wanna to speak to you today and tell you that God wants to heal the hole in your soul. Some people's actions are not because their spirit is wrong declaration, a decree. So I'm speaking for all of you listening, starting here, starting now. The things that hurt you in the past won't control your future. Starting now. This is a new day. This is your exodus. You are officially released. Now sing it for me, Leandria.
7: premiere of the brand new single, I Can Love You Through Anything, by musician, singer, songwriter, and producer, Ken Hardio. Featuring Charlotte, North Carolina's very own musician, singer, songwriter, music educator, and producer, Quentin Berthay. This song has a message of hope and healing for people of all ages across the globe. Get your copy now. Available on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, and Google Play.
10: I was walking downtown one day, and I saw a man who appeared to be just an old widow sitting on the street telling the people about Jesus as they passed by. And because he was all raggedy and dirty, people would just laugh and make fun of the old man and walk on by. And he said, because of the way I am, no money, no fancy clothes, fine homes and cars, a lot of people consider me as nothing and say I don't know what I'm talking about. But there's one thing that he said that really touched my heart and stayed on my mind. When that old man looked up and said, I'm just a
2: nobody
10: trying to tell everybody about somebody say save anybody He said, I'm just a nobody Trying to tell everybody About somebody Who can save anybody And he said I've had so many problems in my life That I just couldn't deal with So I started drinking Thought it would help ease my pain But things got worse So I said, Lord, I give up I'm in your hands And that's when my life began to change But these people think I'm just a nobody Trying to tell everybody About somebody who can save anybody I'm just a nobody trying to tell everybody about somebody who can say anybody and he said on the streets day and night that's my life that's my home ain't got nowhere else I can so I just walk the streets Telling the people about Jesus From corner to corner From door to door But they all make fun of me and say I'm a nobody Trying to tell everybody About somebody Who can save me Tell everybody Everybody about somebody somebody who can can save anybody. Tell you he can save, save. the Lord can save.
2: Ooh, he
10: can save, save Save your your soul. I tell you, through Jesus Christ, your life can be changed and made whole He can bring everlasting joy and peace Within your soul Ooh. And in many ways I feel just like an old man Born in the country Raised on a farm No money No fancy clothes No fine homes and cars But thank God Mama and Daddy raised me up on the say, real deal And that's God Almighty say, And sometimes say, when I sing about Jesus And people won't listen I feel like I'm just a nobody Nobody, nobody
2: Trying to tell everybody About somebody, somebody Who can save anybody Sometimes I feel just like nobody.
0: Here's an inspirational word from Dr. David Miller.
3: Conflict is a very difficult thing to deal with, and we live through conflict every day. But one of the things about conflict that we must realize is that conflict is necessary. It is necessary because conflict is difficult, but it is extremely necessary because it reveals the truth in our lives. Someone out there is going through a great conflict today. You're conflicted about your home, conflicted about your job, and it seems like the conflict you're going through makes your life extremely difficult to deal with. But I want you to know, you must embrace your conflicts because conflict brings forth personal growth and insight. It helps you to understand who you are and whose you are and how you're able to overcome things. The Bible says that we're more than conquerors because we're able to handle conflict by the grace of God. You know, the greatest conflict in life bring us the greatest tribulations in life. And sometimes those tribulations bring to us a great deliverance. The civil rights movement is a great example of conflict at its best. It was a conflict that brought forth people and pulled people together of all races and colors. It brought people to a sense of understanding and love for one another. Even in your home, you must deal with conflict because in your home, conflict allows you to understand that it's better to talk to each other than to talk at each other. Your children, your family, everybody has conflict in their lives, so embrace your conflicts. Embrace your conflicts. Because if you're able to embrace your conflicts, you will understand that peace can come out of conflict. Because our great president, Ronald Reagan, once said, peace is not absent of conflict. It is the ability to handle conflict by peaceful means. So I admonish you today as we close, understand your conflicts and understand how to handle conflict because conflict is necessary in order to improve and strengthen your life. Embrace your conflicts. Thank you for
0: listening to the Faith Connection Show with Dr. David Miller, making a connection for you and equipping people to connect with their purpose. Don't forget to log on to the ConnectCenterNC.com. That's ConnectCenterNC.com. If you'd like to reach Dr. David Miller, email theconnectcenter3 at gmail.com. That's theconnectcenter3 at gmail.com. And remember, never lose the connection to your
2: purpose.